And this just kind of is putting other people's agenda before our own. If you really think about that, you're saying, what do my kids want? What do other people want to show me on social media? Instead of what do I really intentionally want to create with this day? What do I want this Okay, day? so that is the voice of my brand new friend, Chanel Nielsen. And this is Stacy Julian with episode 120 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It is also about playful creativity and other things like curiosity and connection. I am Stacy Julian, life enthusiast and storyteller. I love to interview interesting people with expertise and solutions. Together, we talk about what they do and why they do it. Listen up. I think you'll find inspiration for living your life and telling your story because you have exactly enough time. Hello, my wonderful podcast friends. (laughs) Thank you for listening today. I'm going to tell you what happened in the last week. I went away to a wonderfully fun and exhausting, in all the best ways, family reunion. I drove myself. My daughter Addie came along. I'm not much of a road trip driver. I like it better when my husband is driving, but I did it all by myself. Broke it up so I didn't have to do it all in one day. But, um, but as I thought about getting back and back into my routine and this idea that I had to do my podcast. It didn't feel fun. (laughs) It felt heavy and it felt overwhelming. And I just kept thinking of all the things I would rather do except go home and do this thing that I had to do. Now, here's the deal, you guys. It's kind of crazy. That's what we're talking about today in episode 120. Since I have learned about life coaching and this whole idea of kind of mental hygiene, taking care of your thoughts and really stepping back and listening to what your brain right says to you and how you can reframe some of those things, I knew exactly what I was doing. I was falling into the have-to trap. It is very easy to do. I have a hunch that you've done it to yourself before. So this is one of the reasons that I'm excited to have my new friend, Chanel Nielsen. I recorded a conversation with her recently and I'm going to share it with you today. So Chanel, just so you know, is a life coach. Chanel's niche is helping moms with a side hustle who want to organize their day and find balance between family and personal goals. Chanel is a mom. She has five kids and that's why she is passionate about helping other women simplify so that they can prioritize what matters and define success for themselves. She is the former host and creator of the popular Moms Who Know podcast and author of Parents Who Know, which has been translated into, ready for this, Chinese. Okay, so here's the kind of extra fun part. When Chanel reached out to me, she said, you're really gonna like me. (laughs) 
that's not really what she said. She said, we have a lot in common. And she listed all the things, which include a love of super dark chocolate. But I want you to know that I'm very protective of my podcast listeners. So I like to do research. You know, when I learn of someone new that I think would be interesting or, or they ask if they can come on the show, I do some investigating. And I was nothing but thrilled when I visited Chanel's Facebook group. And the, the snippet that I played at the beginning of the episode is an example of what Chanel does multiple times a week. She just gets on, on Facebook and just does some awesome teaching and sharing. So I, again, I'm, I'm so happy to bring her to you today. I specifically ask her to talk about balance. I think that's something that can be very elusive, especially this time of year in the summer. So I am going to try and stop talking and I'm going to introduce you to Chanel. Here we go. Okay, Chanel, you are my brand new friend. So as my listeners get to know you today, I get to know you. And I'm so thrilled that you found me. And I've been doing a little research, learning more about you and all of the good things that you are contributing to the world. So I'm just going to give you a few minutes to introduce yourself. And then I have a whole bunch of cool questions and a topic that I think is so needed and helpful. Awesome. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here and I've been enjoying listening to the podcast. I live in Southern California with my husband and five kids. Um, If my family is known for something, I would say we are known for being tall. I'm not that tall. I'm like five, seven, but my husband is six foot 10. And um, to give you a visual, doorways are six foot eight. So we had to raise the doorways in our house and my kids are all taking after their dad. They're all really tall. They're all still growing. Well, my daughter hopefully has stopped. <laughs> she's, wow. she's, she claims 5'11". We'll go with 5'11", but she might be a little <laughs> taller. Um, and then my boys are all quite tall and still growing. Anyways, so um, I am. Okay. So I'm already interrupting. Oh, yeah. So how many girls, how many girls and how many boys? Because I also have five children. So I'm always yes. curious. One What's girl and four boys. Me too. Is your girl the oldest? Yes. And my girl's the youngest. How so fun. we are the mother of four boys. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. So you know the craziness of four boys in a row. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. So um, I am a life coach. I'm an author. I've published five books, um, one on parenting and then wow. four children's books. I am a yoga instructor. I have lots of things that I love to do and I love being outside and I especially love dark chocolate. I eat chocolate pretty much every day. And and there's a stash and if I'm getting low, I'm like, "Ooh, go to Trader Joe's cuz we're running low. Like we can't we can't run out. This is important." Well, it's so it's so funny when you reached out to me, you're like, "You need to have me on your podcast cuz we both are dark chocolate lovers." And I'm like, "That's all she had to say right there." <laughs> and then you recommended, you know, you said this is my favorite. And honestly, I'm a little embarrassed cuz I like to think of myself as a connoisseur, right? But I'm like, "I've never tried your favorite bar." So I'm going to go to Trader Joe's and get the bar that you recommended. Got to try it. So, for listeners, it is the dark chocolate lovers, dark chocolate bar, eighty-five percent cacao at Trader Joe's. It is just so good. It has like, uh, it has like fruity notes. That is not a term I've ever used before, but it does. There's like this under, mm, just so good. I'll have one as soon as we're done. (laughs) 
<laughs> one square, just to clarify. Awesome. Not a I know, whole bar. I know. I try to keep it to. I I'm more like a two square a day girl, and I will pass up anything during the day so that at night I can sit down with my cup of sweet spicy tea and my mm. two squares of chocolate. Ah, so. Yes. And on my birthday, I do eat it for breakfast. But okay, back to you, <laughs> Chanel. I love it. <laughs> well, that's it. That's, that's all about me. Oh, well, you have obviously, you're very accomplished. And I just appreciate the opportunity of introducing uh, to you, to my listeners. I have pretty fantastic listeners. Um, and so I believe that they are going to love the topic that I have chosen today. Um, I want to talk about balance. And in my notes, I capitalized the word balance <laughs> because it's <clears throat> summer. I always feel like we look forward to summer and then we think we're going to have all of this time to do all of these things. We're going to find, uh, put up our hammock in the shade and read books and have create enriching activities for our children and have amazing family vacations and time to all of this stuff, right? And then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, it's July? What? This week? What's happening? <laughs> you know? yeah. So anyway, I, you know, why is it that we look forward to summer? And then why is it that it, for me, and I'm much farther down the motherhood road than you, right? But but I still grapple with this idea of of finding balance and um, try, trying to create that sense of sort of blissful unscheduledness. Yeah. Um, and then it's it's hard to hang on to. It's such a good topic though. I mean, balance is something that we all kind of feel the need for and yet yeah. maybe we don't even know how to define it. We don't even mm. know what it means. And so I think mm -hmm. that's part of the the elusive nature of balance where we're like, I, I want this thing. I crave this thing, but I don't exactly know how to get it. I don't don't even exactly know what it would look like. And so mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it. And I think we probably, um, you know, what does it feel like when yeah. things are balanced? Do you even recognize when you are in a state of balance, you know, yeah. like, and I just want to go right to the really good stuff. Okay. So I already, you know, we, we both have five children. I already said I'm, I'm already a grandma. I have one granddaughter. Aww. So my boys, I've launched them. Okay. So they're out there doing some form of adulting, which is really awesome. Um, but I remember, and, and summer is still crazy. I remember, you know, we already talked about how crazy life with four boys can, can be. And especially during the summer and especially, and I think we're similar in this way, if you have a side gig or you have an actual job that you need to show up for, you have goals that you're working on, um, so as a life coach and as a life coach focused on women, helping women, right, with this very thing, what is your first number one piece of advice that listeners can start doing today? Okay. I love that question because I think that like you think, okay, I've got to do this. I've got to go and do something that that would yeah. be the answer. However, I think it's so much more basic than that. I think my number one piece of advice is get really clear on what success looks like to you because mm -hmm. what happens is we have this ideal in our minds and you you visualize that uh, perfectly for us. It's us sitting on a hammock and swinging in the breeze, right? And, mm -hmm. and yet this is an ideal. And what we need is a very clear picture. We need a goal. We need to understand what actually is success. And is it that? Is it me resting mm -hmm. while my kids are 
who knows where with a babysitter somewhere else, like out of the picture, is that Mm -hmm. success? Or is success me putting in eight hours a day on my, my business? What is success for me? So that's the really the first key part is to be intentional about what success looks like to you, both in the summer and at any time, because we can get so caught up in you know, this, well, I'm not, I'm not a good mom or I don't feel balanced or whatever without ever clarifying what that means Mm -hmm. to us and what we even want that to be. That's so fascinating to me, Chanel, because for years I've taught classes about photo organization and setting up a system with all of your media so that you can tell the stories you, you know, you most want to tell. And the very first concept that I teach Um, is something called an enough quotient, where you declare what success looks like for you in this realm of your life. Because if you don't declare it, you don't know when you've got it. (laughs) And you don't know what you're lacking. So that's so awesome that you would say that because I'm like, duh, I do that in, you know, in this other area of my life that I, that I teach. So I love it. Just for a minute, because I am so fascinated by that. So are you willing to share, like, what are some of the the pieces in your definition of success. Oh, for sure. I didn't say I was going to ask that. So yeah, let's go there. So for me, um, I really, I, it's important to me to have a business and to be successful in my coaching business and to be helping women to find this idea of balance. But what that also means to me is that I have to live it. So I can't take on too many clients Mm. that I have to put a limit on the number of clients I'm willing to take, to put Mm -hmm. in. It also Mm -hmm. means I only put in a certain number of hours of work in my day um, Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to get caught up in. And so, Mm -hmm. and on a, like a finer distinction means that when I'm working, I'm working. That means I can't be popping over to Facebook and like, what are the people doing over there? Hey guys, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm getting distracted. I actually have a thing on my computer, uh, on my work computer. It's a Facebook newsfeed eradicator. And I cannot see my newsfeed on Facebook. So I can still go to Facebook if I need to post or do a live video or whatever I'm doing. But I, uh-huh. it, it has a quote and it, It switches day to day. They put it on there for me, but I don't see my newsfeed. Anyway, those things, because that's how I'm defining success. I get in, I get out. I know what I need to get done when I'm in there and then I move on. And now with my kids, the rest of the, when I'm done with work, the rest of the day belongs to family. And so I have certain metrics there like we have dinner together. We mm-hmm. we read scriptures as a family. We spend time together. And those things, those are my definition of success that I can look back at the day and say, I had a moment with my child and I, tr- I try to journal every night and sometimes um, just a moment that happened that day. And that mm-hmm. to me is a measure of success. And when I look back on my day to try to remember this moment that I had with a child, any child, mm-hmm. any of the five count, right? Right. right. Um, Absolutely. And, and sometimes I think there's no moment from today that I want to remember. That happens sometimes. Like there are no, there are days where I don't feel like there's any great thing that happened that day. And to me, that is an unsuccessful day. I didn't 
have that moment of connection. <clears throat> what I like about what you just described is there's almost like these little silos. There's a work silo and a family silo. Yeah. And there's almost the understanding that you may not, I mean, it's just not realistic really to be successful in all of those areas every single day, I don't think. But to be able to look back and say, okay, that was successful. That was successful. Ooh, that was a miss. You know, and so that's something I want to try and correct or make sure that I'm being more intentional about or, or whatever. So I just, I love that. I love how specific you got, because I think there are days when it's, it's just hysteria and <clears throat> raising children, you can't control what they need or what they're going to ask or what they're going to do. And, and I don't want to control that, but that means that there's always constant unpredictableness, you know? Yeah. And so to be able to have those kind of metrics and then at the end of the day say, hey, this was successful and this was successful. So you don't have to say the whole day was horrible. You know what I mean? But you can look back and get really specific. Well, and I think that is what so often happens is um, I, you know, we go to bed at the night (laughs) after putting the kids to bed for the 25th time and we're Mm -hmm. so tired and go to bed and there's this tendency, at least in my mind, but also in a lot of the clients that I've worked with for us to say, I'm a failure. Like today was the worst. I failed at motherhood because I, you know, I lost my temper on the 23rd time when my kid got out of Mm -hmm. bed and I just, I blew it today. And yet Mm -hmm. when we have these little markers of success that we can look and we can say, did I make a connection or a memory or something that I want to remember. That's what it is for me. Did I, did Mm -hmm. that happen today? And if it did, well, then the day is not a total write-off. Like I did what I am put here to do as a mother. I had that connection moment. We connected. And then I have this journal by my bedside every night. It's there if I need to flip through and remember that that kid whose neck I want to ring today, like, oh yeah, He's, he's not so bad after all. You know, yeah. we've had some moments. And so it's really helpful in in a lot of ways to have that um, process and also to train your brain to look for those things. Yes. Wow. Such good advice. I love, I love the journal by your bed. Of course, I'm a, a, I'm a med advocate for documenting. Um, yes. Because I do think our brains will sort of naturally sift back through and look for the negative more than, more than the positive, more than the things that we're doing well. So- Okay, so now I kind of want to shift a little bit and just talk about, still balance, of course, but just I've been reading some books about well-being in the realm of positive psychology. So there are a lot of decisions that we need to make around our own personal sense of well-being. How do we balance this idea of, in my notes I put in quotes, what we have to do, right, with what we want to do and think we want to do? Because I think for women especially, we do have a running list of have-tos. And then we seem to have this, oh, but, but if, but if, you know, and this, but I really want to do X, Y, and Z. And that can over time develop resentment. Yeah. Nobody likes to live in resentment. Nobody likes to live with a mother who's living in resentment. (laughs) (laughs) So how do we keep that at bay, especially when our best laid plans, you know, fall apart and we lose, we've kind of talked about this already, but we lose that sort of fun present mom you know, persona, you know, in, in a moment of hysteria. I love it. I, I there are two places I want to go with this question. So okay. the first one is, is the mental component. So when 
just like our kids, right? When we say, go clean your room. I have to clean my room. Like I don't want to because someone just told me I have to. And even if that someone is ourselves telling us we Uh have to, we don't like that. Like no one likes to be bossed around even by our own brain. And so we can change the way we think about that. And actually I'll share a quick experience. Um, My husband is really fantastic about cleaning up after himself. I have to start with saying that because I'm going to tell you a story about when he wasn't. So he okay. is. He's great. He's neat and clean and all those things. But he went through a phase where um, he used to get up early for work and he would make a smoothie every morning. And after he'd make his smoothie, he would leave the blender in the sink, like unwashed. And yeah. so I would wake up an hour later or whatever, come out into the kitchen, and this blender would be all crusty, you know, starting to get crusty in the sink. And it was driving me crazy. And I was getting frustrated with it. And I asked him and he'd kind of improve for a while. And then he'd go back to his ways of leaving it. And I would, in my mind, I'm having this conversation like, oh my gosh, I have to clean up and what's his deal? And why isn't he cleaning this? And I, I did a little mental shift after a while. And I thought, okay, my husband is providing me an opportunity to serve him every single day when I first wake up. Like, what a blessing. Like, that's so awesome. And so Uh as I woke up, oh my gosh, the blender's here. I get to serve my husband first thing. And that little shift from have to do to want to do to get to do Mm -hmm. was huge. I it didn't bother mm-hmm. me anymore. After not too long, he started taking care of it himself. And then I, I didn't get that opportunity. And I had to look for different opportunities to serve. But um, mm. that little mental shift is huge. And I think that that's something we can use. Um, do you have to do this? First of all, yeah. do you even have to? Do you have to pick up people's socks off the floor? Could you just leave them? You could. Mm-hmm. No one has yeah. to do it. You can You can choose to live that way. Or do you want to? pick those socks up off Mm -hmm. the floor because you don't like them there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that mental part is a huge piece that we we are totally 100% in control of. How do I choose to think about this? Mm, I love it. I have, I've had a very similar situation. I'm the one who gets up early. (laughs) My husband gets up and he still gets up. He still gets up early. I just get up early early but um he never makes the bed mm. i'm like seriously you're in it last make yeah. the bed i mean you know so for i'm gonna say years you know it just kind of irked me um and i did the same thing when i was introduced to life coaching i was able to just shift that and i love it because i love making the bed turns out <laughs> so thank you sweetheart i love going in there and making it just smooth and so and stacking the pillows and all that good stuff that Anyway, so that's just a very powerful thing. I'm really glad that you shared that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. And so go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. You have one more. I have one more. So the other part is on those things that we have to do, we are always going to feel some level of resentment if we're not taking care of our own needs. So to, to me, what that means is we need to put our needs first. And that always sounds like it sounds selfish. It sounds horrible. The way that I do that is literally... I get up and I have a morning routine where I take care of the things that I know I need to thrive. So what that is for me is I do yoga, I do meditation, I do scripture reading, I write in my journal. That sounds like a lot. It takes me about an hour. I get up an hour to an hour and a half before my kids because that time makes me Mm -hmm. a better mom. It makes me – it's just – it helps me so much. Then later in the day when I am doing all the things that we we have to do, I mm-hmm. can kind of 
draw on that reservoir of groundedness, of strength, of of quiet that I had when things are noisy later. And so that's mm-hmm. just the second piece for me is make sure you're getting in that self-care. For me, that's in the morning, but wherever mm-hmm. it fits in your day, you don't want to be depleted when you come against these these mom jobs that that mm-hmm. you know we're gonna have to do. Mm. We totally need to go to lunch. <laughs> I <laughs> know, right? Or just chocolate. Is there like a chocolate bar we could yes. go to? Let's go there. But it has to be dark. And I don't know that the world loves that chocolate as dark as we love chocolate. That's true. But anyway, Kate, I love that because that's exactly what I learned to do so many years ago when I was balancing a full-time job and lots of children at home is the secret sauce, you guys. Because I know people are like, I don't want to get up early. I want to sleep. But I am telling you, getting up early and you know, to me is so much more invigorating than another hour and a half or two hours of sleep. Because for all the reasons you just said, Chanel, prayer, scripture study, it invites the spirit into your heart and your mind. And then you are operating on a different level for the rest of the day. And if I sometimes will just be like, these are the three things I really have to, and I change it to need. The things that I need to get done today, sometimes I can get two of them done before anybody wakes up. Hello. That just sets me up to be the fun mom because I'm already done. Exactly. I'm already, you know, I'm two thirds of the way to success for that day in whatever, you know, in, in the realm of, of let's say work. Generally for me, it's, you know, kind of this idea of, of work, but. Stacy, before we move on from this, I know this isn't really like the subject of today's podcast, but this idea of getting up early is hard for some people to wrap their minds around. So don't yeah. don't be like me and Stacy. You don't have to get up like hours before your kids. Get up ten minutes before your kids. Yeah. If that's yeah. if that's all that works, then get up ten minutes before and you know do your meditation or whatever it is for you. But even 10 Mm -hmm. minutes will make a difference. I'm so glad you said that. Thanks for being the life coach on this, (laughs) in this interview. Because yeah, I mean, someone's going to go, no, I'm not going to get up at five. But but the thing is that I've learned, and that's really how it started, right? It started with me getting up 15 minutes earlier and then going, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm getting up 30 minutes earlier. You know what I mean? And then over time, you're able to do it because there's so much energy in just those baby steps that then they energize the next, you know. Totally. Anyway, so, so cool. Okay, well, I have one more question. I kind of don't, this idea of have to, because I deal with that a lot in what I teach. Again, helping women make time to tell stories and to document and to scrapbook for a woman to allow herself time to be creative, to express herself creatively, most what I've learned over so many years is that women don't allow themselves to do it because of the have to list. So just again, why is this idea of have to so dangerous to our well-being? Yeah. Okay. I think that it backs us into a corner. When we hear have to, it implies that we don't have a choice. And when we Mm. don't have a choice, all you want is a choice. When you feel like there's no choice, it's like this thing that our brain just immediately fights against. I've heard, um, I have a friend, Jessica Jackson, who does a podcast and she talked about um, the idea of should. Okay, so you're scrapbooking, which by the way, Mm -hmm. is something that I have done for many years also. So we do have a ton in common. Okay, so have to tells us we don't have a choice. Should tells us there are only two choices and you're choosing the wrong one. Um, I should be doing something else instead of what I'm doing right now. But the truth is you have 
infinite number of choices. There is no have to. There actually is no should. It comes back to what I was saying earlier of how are, how am I going to frame this? Like, what do I actually yeah. want to be doing right now? Well, I want to be scrapbooking and that's okay. And I'll get to dinner later and, you know, I'll go make the kids yeah. dinner or whatever I need to do. But right now, this is where I choose to be. And then when we can hear those thoughts, the problem that happens is, we just feel it does it often comes as a feeling, right? We feel guilt yeah. and we're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm doing I'm scrapbooking or I'm doing yoga or I'm doing something and I want to do it, but I feel guilty." Like, "Oh, I should be doing something else. I, I there's something else I have to do." And yeah. when we can call it out and be like, "Hey, no, I have all the choices right now. I choose to scrapbook and later I choose to do this." We free ourselves from some of that internal um, griping and guilt and, uh, and yes. those feelings. So well said. I knew that we, uh, we would just talk and have fun and just use up all my time. But I, for sure, I want to talk about a quote that I discovered literally probably back in 2005, six, something like that. I was in the height of busy, um, in my own work and personal life. And this quote just kind of was a huge mental shift long before I ever learned about you know, coaching and stuff. But women and women who are mothers juggle so many things. And I think more now, more in 2021 than I did in 2006 or seven. So let's, I want to wrap up by just discussing this quote. This is by Nora Roberts. Okay. So picture yourself, the mom juggler. And she says, when juggling as much as you are, remember that some balls are glass and some are rubber. You can't drop the glass balls. So I want to know if you like that, why or why not? Yes, I like that. And it's actually something that I I use a lot in my content. It's um, I just think it's such a good visual. It's something that mm-hmm. that comes up a lot in my coaching. It, it, and I just, I do, I love the visual because you've seen jugglers, you know what I mean? And, and they do drop. <laughs> Paul's and you have to pick them back up and start again. So what are what do you think for most people are glass balls that we sometimes maybe forget are glass and what are the balls that are rubber and you can drop them and they'll bounce around and run off into the corner and then you just go back and pick them up again without much damage done. Does that that's yeah. another one of those long questions. Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yes, it makes sense. Okay. I um I'm going to go kind of the unconventional route on this because even though I do, I love this quote. Um, and, it, and it is something that I use a lot. I want to say this. So we okay. lived for a long time. We had tile, a tile kitchen floor. And if you drop anything, which we did all the time, glass bowls and the, the corral or whatever, it shatters yeah. to a million pieces. Well, yeah. we moved last year and we have these beautiful hardwood floors. Uh-huh. And when you drop a glass now, it like four out of five times, it doesn't break. The ground is soft enough. And so here's what I want to say. There are glass balls and there are things you need to be more careful with, Mm -hmm. but you, there is grace. You can drop those glass balls on the wood floor sometimes and (gasps) still be okay. Yeah. And so what those glass balls are, 
a hundred percent are relationships. And sometimes you're going to screw it up as a mom. Sometimes as a wife, you're not going to be as supportive as you want to. As a mom, you're not going to. Your business, you know, you're going to launch something and it's not going to go as good as you want or whatever that thing is that matters to you, that's important to you. Sometimes you're going to mess up and you're going to drop it. And maybe you'll need some super glue to put it back together. But I think this. As long as you are working to pick that up, there's enough grace mm-hmm. that you that you can. And you know what else I'll say? Mm-hmm. This goes back to the conversation of balance. So um, I heard an analogy by David Bednar who talked about um, that balance is this idea of, we think of balance as like balance scales, right? They're going to be a certain weight on this scale and a certain weight on this scale will make them perfectly even. But he said, it's more like those Chinese acrobats who spin the plates. Have you seen this? Mm -hmm. They spin a plate and they spin another and they spin another and there's like 10 plates. And by the time they're at the end, the very first one is really wobbly really wobbly mm-hmm. and they have to run back and redo it. And yeah. so balance is kind of like that. And this glass ball idea is kind of like that. Maybe that glass ball is like almost dropping or it's even rolling on the wood floor. You pick it up, you you still go. So that is yeah. a long answer to that question, but hopefully there's some that makes sense. No, I love that. How refreshing are you? I love that you just you know took that and twisted that, and I just think that's and it's making me think, and it is kind of a a reframing thing, but <clears throat> I love the idea of extending grace not only to ourselves as the juggler, but to the balls we're juggling. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let's just say, and I love that you said relationships because that was really what I arrived at all those years ago. Is that for me the glass balls are the relationships? But you're right. We're going to mess stuff up all the time. We're going to say things. I'm an extrovert. Are you kidding me? I say I misspeak 27 times a day, right? And then I have to backpedal and say, wait, I didn't really mean that. What I meant was, you know, and so I love this idea of giving yourself grace, giving the people you love the most grace. And 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 then I guess I was thinking about like stepping onto the carpet. Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean, like looking, looking around at where are you and what happens if you drop in this particular circumstance because those will change and sometimes we are on tile and sometimes we're on wood and sometimes we can walk over to the area rug whatever Stacy you're so weird but anyway <laughs> <laughs> I love that you you went that direction with it so ah, it's been so fun and delightful to talk to you I um, I want to make sure before I ask you my two wrap-up questions that you let listeners know how do they find you after this podcast episode where can they go how can they learn from you Yes. Where are you on social? Tell me about that. Yeah, so social media is the best place to find me on Instagram or Facebook at Chanel Nielsen Coaching. And so okay. I do lots of video there, lots of content um, around the things that we've talked about today. Oh, so good. Spell your name. So it's yes. at? Yeah, so Chanel is C-H-A-N-E-L-L-E, and then Nielsen is N-E-I-L-S-O-N. So both okay. tricky, I know. No, and I have been following you now for a while and learning so much. So just appreciate, Thank again, you. the chance to talk to you in person and, and share you with, with my listeners. Okay, so here's two questions, Chanel, that I ask all of my guests. Number one, um, I call it people, places, and things. So you can tell me about anything you want, but one person, one place, or one thing that right now has your focus. Yes. Okay. So 
Right now, I am really learning about manifesting and its connection with faith. So like the law of attraction, that woo-woo kind of stuff. Yeah. But as a, a woman of faith, like how does that how how do, what role does God play in manifesting? And so I'm studying up on this and learning oh. and putting into practice, and it is so fun. So that's what I'm kind of really into right now. Wow. Okay. So if you have a link or an article or scriptures, let me know afterwards, and I'll put them in the show notes. Okay, for sure. That sounds fascinating. Okay. And then the final question is: I want you to fill in the blank. I Chanel um, have exactly enough time for. I, Chanel, have exactly enough time for what matters. And Mm. to me, that is my family and my business. And a third thing is my relationship with God. And so Mm. I I have exactly enough time for those things, always. Mm. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you, my new friend. I don't know when I come to Southern California next or you come to Washington, but we are going to have a dark chocolate date. I love it. it. I'm manifesting that in the future. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) And again, appreciate all that you're doing and contributing to the world. And um, yeah, just continue to look forward to learning more from you. So thank thank you. you. Can you just tell she's like a fountain of goodness? Okay, just another shout out to Chanel. So glad she came on the show. I've put links to her and um, her bio and all of that good stuff in the show notes, but you can go straight to Facebook and just search Chanel Nielsen Coaching. All right, I love you. I'm grateful that you listen. I want you to take care of yourselves. Extend grace to the people you love, but, but always extend it to yourself. I love that Chanel said that. You have so much that you can contribute to your family and your community and your work uh, relationships and, and the world at large. But, but it starts in your head and in your heart. So take care of you and then come back next week, okay? I'll be here with another episode of Exactly Enough Time.